Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here in Malta, my final day uh, here in Malta, and just had a wonderful last day with my guide, and I'll introduce her once. We, we got a show going, honey. You are Cynthia? I'm Cynthia Zamit Mempel, and I'm Maltese, and we call ourselves Maltese, not Maltesers, please. Maltesers, that's <laughs> right. So we're going to find out from Cynthia what we did on this final day in Malta, and it was equally amazing. We had some wonderful times the last few days, and this was this is my, my coda, and I'm here at the Phoenician where I've been staying. I started out at the Corinthia Palace, so I've gotten to see that. And then we got to see some other hotels that are just kind of amazing as well. We'll talk about those and a whole lot more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Cynthia, first of all, so uh, in the morning I had a few, a few, some business to do. We, I did, had to do some interviews with the general manager of the Corinthia uh, Palace. I had to do an interview with the general manager of the Phoenicia Hotels, which are amazing. And you may have seen them already. I, I'm not sure when these are going to get scheduled. But um, they were amazing because they're beautiful luxury hotels. And then we were off. And so the first thing we did is you took me on a, a, out in the country. It takes a while sometimes to get out. Uh, it's not that far. Distances aren't far. But sometimes there's a little traffic. Uh, because Malta's, you know, there it's a it's a very well populated island, but there's a lot of space and there's a lot of space for things like uh, vineyards and wineries. So the first thing we did, if I recall, we went to a winery called the Tabeta Wine Estates. Now talk about that and why you, you like that particular wine estate and what they do. Well, as you well said, James, it's actually out away. It's, it's, it's in the upland area of Malta. So for us, we don't have mountains and it's situated about 200 meters above sea level. But the estate has what I call breeding space and they aim for quality wines, boutique wines, as opposed to quantity wines. The building, the little building where they house um, is not a big never-ending building and you can see that be the beauty you feel you're in Tuscany or something you know the beauty of those vines just in front of you in the terraced fields in Malta because most of our fields here are terraced uh, uh, maybe separated by those dry stone walls or rubble walls as we call them so you can see the beauty and of course what we were doing was tasting the beauty of the local wine with an average of 14.5% alcohol sometimes we go a bit higher. Is that why it tasted so <laughs> and the presentation, it's a beautiful venue, Tabetta Estates, uh, um, location, wine, I think it, it's got, it's an all-rounder, what I would say yeah. is an all-rounder. A great experience for your clients to go out there to taste the wines, the wines are fantastic. Uh, you don't get a lot of Maltese wines uh, in the U.S., uh, but this is a great way to experience them. And I asked, do they ship? And they say, they do. It might take a little while to get there and a little bit more expensive, <laughs> but it was a great way to, that, that was breakfast in the morning, but that was the, the way we went, but we did it. They gave us some food. It the was, Maltese it was way. The Maltese <laughs> way. Well, considering I'd started the previous day with a, a beer, uh, I feel I figured I might as well go with we wine. We have to give you the Maltese uh, habits, uh, don't guess, we, eh, I've picked all the bad habits. Actually, they're all good <laughs> habits. That's the problem. Um, now, then then we went off, and I'm trying to think, where did we go then? Um, uh, the, we uh, went to Imdina. We drove up right. via Rabat. We stopped in Rabat. Now, you mentioned Rabat, of course, maybe in a previous interview, we mentioned Rabat in Gozo. Yeah. The yeah, reason right, being... There's a Rabat in, in, in uh, Malta as well. Yes, the word rabat is a Semitic word again, and that means to tie in, because a rabat in Malta, like the rabat in Gozo, tied in to the walled city once upon a time, and then the division took place over the years. But uh, we stopped in Rabat, so we had a walk from Rabat to Medina, 
walking over the dry moat, the dry ditch that surrounds this beautiful, beautiful... Which less... was, again, a Game of Thrones site, I yeah. think, I believe. So if you, want, if you want to go into the movie thing, which we've been looking <laughs> at. But it is, it is an amazing uh, uh, walled city, very small, very intimate, very quiet. And actually, I had been there a couple nights before to have a wonderful tasting menu at, at a, a wonderful hotel, which is, what is it called? The... It's called the Shara, X-A-R-A, okay. Shara Palace. It's a Relais Chateau. Um, a hotel with 17 suites I'm, and um, yes they have a Michelin star restaurant upstairs called the De Mondion which is where you had your wine pairing dinner. Yeah which was a quite a quite quite the evening I didn't expect it and it was just quite an event so then when we went back we went uh, I just tried I checked into the hotel and we met uh, the owners actually and had a quick conversation about the hotel and uh, and then we went walking off because you wanted to show me the rest of uh, Medina right which is amazing. It's a beautiful city, as we were saying, less than a square kilometer, less than 250 people living there. So it's an address to have. Anybody who has a bit of extra cash in the pocket, a few extra dollars, so to speak, you know, would want to invest in a property for themselves, for themselves. So um, Imdina has seen over 7,000 years of history as well, because we did find Bronze Age settlements over there as well. So after the prehistoric temples, Bronze Age man settled on that very site of this beautiful which was, which old... was the capital originally, and then of course when the Knights of St. John uh, came here, they didn't like it so much, then they went, to, they, they created Valletta, right? Yes, of course. Well, they didn't like it, not from the aesthetic point of view, but for the sole reason that the walled city was too far inland, and they felt they couldn't defend, they had to be in the harbour in the 16th century. So only for that reason. But today, you know, Valletta has its own beauty, a 16th century city. Imdina, which is more of a medieval, and it's a city renowned for its doorways, door knockers, balconies. Well, you have to experience and feel as well why they call it the silent city, especially in the evening, after six o'clock in the evening onwards. Oh, nothing there. It's, it's quiet. I came out. I was there. It is. There's only, oh, you said only about how many people? 250 people. Yes, Maybe less than that. Less than 250 residents in the city. So in the evenings, you'd hear a pin drop over Absolutely. there. Although we found, we actually didn't, we went off tour for a little while and we, we walked into a, a fairly new hotel. I forget the name of it now, if you Bifora. remember. Bifora. Before and after. Right? <laughs> Before uh, and and we were just going to pop in and then suddenly the owner came out and we went upstairs. They have a rooftop restaurant. They have a little rooftop pool. It's only six rooms, right? Yes, yeah, six beautiful rooms. Uh, and this is the beauty. The owner himself came along and introduced himself and gave us a tour of this place. Very proud, very house proud. Uh, well, hotel proud in this case. Yeah. Uh, but this is a small tease and you cannot go anywhere without meeting somebody, stopping for a chit chat. So we make you feel at home. Not because you're a visitor, but it's because the way the Maltese are. So he went and he was explaining to, obviously, us when we were there, you know, the effort he put in into making this little hotel very sustainable and what they are offering to visitors. They don't want to go big. They want it quiet and hidden and I was very much impressed with the effort they put in a lot of taught even into the suites the way the bed was down below and then because the ceilings are very high they put the lounge the cities the, the living office and a library upstairs yes. they're really it's a really intimate place and already he seems to be he uh, so hopefully we'll get a chance to come back and stay there at some point there, there's so many places that I looked at uh, these hotels that I've been to were amazing uh, you know the Corinthia Palace this hotel the Phoenician 
Phoenicia uh, has been amazing, but then there are a lot of other other alternative accommodations within uh, Malta that can be equally interesting. And in Medina, that that and uh, those those two, and then Shara, uh, those are two amazing properties. So so we did that. We went and so walked around a little bit more, and then you took me off to sort of seeing the coastline and seeing place. And and you had said you know there are not too many sandy beaches, but we went and found one, right? Yes, uh, as a general rule, uh, well, Malta is in the shape of a fish, so you can't get lost there. The mouth would be the southern part of the island, basically, with the fishing village. But we went up to the tail end of the fish, and as a general rule, the sandy beaches are on the northern part of the island. But when we say we go to the beach in Malta, it doesn't mean it's a vast expanse of sand. Uh, uh, we did see a couple, Golden Sands, Aintafia, uh, Chenena Bay. But for the Maltese to swim, we love to swim, plunge off that rock into the lovely deep blue, refreshing Mediterranean it seas. It is blue. It it is. blue. So we went that, and then one of the fast, last things you did, and I had totally forgotten this was on the agenda, you said, you, you, I think you'd said something, you want to go see Popeye's Village, and I kind of blanked on that, and it turns out, yes, there is Popeye's Village from the film with Robin Williams, and it's still there, right? Yes, that was filmed in Malta 1980. Um, uh, and it was obviously the first, one of the earlier films that came to our islands, uh, Robin Williams, so obviously enough at the time. It was the first film that led him into his filming career, I think it was after Mork and Mindy, but I stand to be corrected on that. And um, they built an entire village in a little bay on, called Anchor Bay on the northwestern part of the island, which normally with a film set they have to demolish the film set, but actually they left it, they got they permission. It. It's a wooden, all wooden structure, so you had about 19 huts representing the post office, the firefighting school, seafarers hotel, and today it's an attraction, an attraction not only for the younger generation, because to be honest, the younger ones today, Popeye, who was who Popeye? Who was yeah. Robin Williams? <laughs> <laughs> but our age, of course, um, it's nice to associate with maybe the cartoons where we saw him squash that tin of spinach and straight into his mouth <laughs> to be strong. So um, a movie of Popeye. It is, it is a movie, and it was find it fun to see that. Of course, as we said earlier, that that it's it's an amazing because uh, Malta is such a uh, it's it's been a location for so many films, so many incredible films. Not all the time there'll be. A location and they don't say it's Malta but it is Malta like Game of Thrones obviously they're saying it's wherever in, in the fantasy world that they've created but there are uh, and and in, in Gladiator it's supposed to be Rome but that's where and in fact I believe Gladiator 2 is being filmed already right well the the ministers now just released that uh, Gladiator 2 is going to be starting they're, st they're building the film sets at the moment uh, and there was uh, the thing that Denzel Washington's coming to Malta okay. next August so it's in the pipeline for August we had your Jurassic Park 3 being filmed here during COVID, June 2020, over here. So you might want to see that the dinosaurs were going to our capital city, <laughs> Valletta. Um, I did, for the record, I saw no dinosaurs here. So, like that. <laughs> yeah. but if you watch the movie, they're in the streets of Valletta, beautiful streets of Valletta. So yes, I mean, for film producer Steven Spielberg, Munich was the first film that brought him to Malta before right. Jurassic Park. Once these people want to come here, you should want to come here as well. Why not? Absolutely. Um, and it's definitely one little thing, word of advice, as a Maltese, as a tourist guide, my experience I've been in tourism since the early 80s, please allocate at least, at least, at least four days for Malta. We're small, I appreciate you might be coming from bigger countries, but we need, you need that bit of time and maybe allocate a night or two also on Gozo. That would be nice. It's the 
chill out place. So um, I'm talking a minimum, a bare minimum of four days. If you want to stop a bit longer, yes, you're more than welcome to, and I do say so. But please don't come in for the one night or the two nights in Malta. You won't see it. You won't you even won't see, see our capital city. Um, as uh, you know, it, well, is it, it is. I totally agree, and I actually would recommend maybe more than four days, at least a and week, because Gozo, Gozo is a, at least nice. one night and maybe two nights, and then four nights here in Malta proper, That's because there's nice. so many. Medina is itself is a great day trip uh, out out to, and you could actually we just talked about places to stay there. Valletta is spend some time in Valletta. It, I mean, a lot of people you're going to send your your customers on cruise ships, and they will love Valletta, but to get outside of the city, they're suddenly going to realize I got to come back here to experience Malta, the rest of Malta, because there just isn't enough time uh, for just a, a port visit. Some of these some cruise lines now are staying overnight, but I would say that's not even long enough. So it, you really have to a lot some time as, as Cynthia just said. Well Cynthia I want to thank you so much for the last few days. It's been great great way for me to get introduced and now I would love to come back but I'm gonna give you a chance if for people who want to once again get in contact with you uh, how can they, they reach you in case they want to uh, book their clients with you to take some w w incredible places all over Malta and Gozo. Well, um, I'm one of the, I think, over a thousand licensed tours guides, but I've had a few years' experience guiding also some very interesting people. Um, so you're more than welcome to join me, and I would love to show you our little islands. Uh, so I believe I'm one of the few, I don't think there's another guide called Cynthia, but my name is Cynthia Zamit Mempel, and the most reachable way for me is WhatsApp via our phone that we carry all the time in our hands to take pictures and everything. And the number is plus three five six. That's our prefix for Malta. But then my phone number would be nine nine four seven eight three three eight. There's an email, but that comes in later. But I think WhatsApp is the easiest, most convenient text, you know, and we'll be in touch. And I'll be only more than happy to show you whether it's four hours, whether it's a couple of days, Malta, Gozo, even Camino, if you'd like to I trek know, Camino. But um, uh, you're more than welcome. Please do visit our islands. They're lovely, they're small, and um, we'll welcome you with a smile. And you have, definitely. I've really enjoyed my time here. I'm looking forward to coming back at some point in, in hopefully, the near future. Uh, and again, thank you for this wonderful introduction my to Malta. It, it was Malta 101 plus. I may have gotten to 202, Malta 202 by now, <laughs> the next course. But it, it has been incredible to, to be here. And uh, again, get in touch with Cynthia and she can help your clients out and to, to really discover Malta. I'm James Schillinglaw and this is Insider Travel Report.